Welcome back to another episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin, and today uh, we're doing another, or I'm doing another, uh, solo cast. And uh, I know, generally speaking, it's more exciting to hear me talk about, uh, whoops, I turned the volume up on that a little bit too high, about stuff that bums me out and is more sad and annoying, but we're not doing that today, so, oh my god, I see the volume went way up, so let's turn that down a little bit. So anyways, um, it is Easter weekend, specifically, it is Easter Sunday today, and um, what may come as uh, no surprise to many of you, because I talk about it a lot, Easter is by far my favorite holiday. Um, I have an absolute wonderful time. It, it's it's a lot of things, you know, I, I love the ham dinners. I love Easter egg hunts, both for kids and for adults. If you haven't done an Easter egg uh, hunt as an adult, I highly recommend you get on that with the people around you because it's a hell of a good time, whether it be with alcohol or not. Um, we did a fun one this year. Um, I love the colors. I love the bunnies and the chickens theme. I just, I don't know. As a kid, I remember really, really liking Easter baskets. We... Um, weren't a particularly wealthy family. I've been pretty open and talked about how that was growing up, but my parents always, always, always went out of their way to make holidays feel special. Um, Halloween, my mom would make absolutely phenomenal homemade costumes. I was a scarecrow a lot with a two by four across my back and real hay shoved into my sleeves. I was a vampire and my mom would do all my makeup and all that and make me look really fun. And uh, she homemade so many costumes. She made my little brother look like a skunk one year. And he absolutely hated it. But it was awesome. And I was a lion. And, and, you know, Halloween was a big one. Christmas, don't even... They were always phenomenal. I, I Looking back on it, I'm not sure how they were able to do that extravagant of a Christmas for the four of us, me and my three brothers. But they always did. And, and... holidays have always been special. And Easter in specific... We would go to family friends for Easter egg hunts, and my mom would always do, and I, you know, obviously my dad too, but would always do these really elaborate and very special Easter baskets. I was, I don't know why the basket themselves were always so special to me, but they were. It's like this contained unit full of candy and toys. You know, not a ton of toys, of course, but like I still talk about this a lot, and I always look back on it really, really vividly. Is um, back in in. Spencer, I can't remember the address of that home at the time, um, but back in my the home I remember most fondly growing up in, going into the living room, Ma, we had this this like bench on the window uh, against the wall there that with the windowsill and you could look out the window and there was baskets and I grabbed my basket and it had a bunch of random candies in it and there was a I don't know if they changed the name, but Tech Deck equivalent BMX bikes, the little BMX bikes, and I got. Two of those plus the kit with the extra. You could put the uh, uh, pegs on the back for grinding. You had wheel changes, the little tool kit, and the little plastic box. And, you know, some years I would get uh, Transformers, and some years I would get little action figures, whatever. But the, the BMX bike has stood out to me as long as I can remember. It's always been really special to me. So Easter and, and baskets and everything around them um, has always been really I just, I love it. I, it. It gets me in such a good mood, and I, I'm not even going to try and act like it's Easter itself. It's something about this specific time that just really always makes me happy. And a few years ago, um, 
we we did a, a hard easter we called it uh where we had a bunch of adult friends you know in our late 20s come over we did an easter egg hunt where the rewards were nips and it was raining that day and a bunch of my friends were there jake and christy and dj and craig uh frankie was a part of that one too and uh, i'm not really sure who else no disrespect to whoever it was but it was really fun and and it rained so they were running through our yard soaking wet slopping around digging through the leaves and making a mess and it was so silly and it was so goofy and basically that was like my my goal because this is our forever home right that was the first easter we did at this house every easter before that we had always celebrated actually um chelsea and philip have always been very awesome and as long as i can remember we've always done easter baskets together with them and they've always kind of you know helped helped keep before i was doing these big parties with friends and these big dinners with friends they were helping keep that that joy alive because obviously franny and i have done them as long as i can remember you know in our relationship we've always done easter baskets for each other when we were by ourselves or with other people and then phil and chelsea have kept that going and now here in our forever home we've had this 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 bigger get together so this year was special we were able to do that hard easter three years ago and then in 2020 it got canceled because of covid in 2021 it got canceled because of covid so it was like enough's enough we're gonna do it we're gonna do it proper as far as the u.s is concerned covid restrictions and all that has changed a lot um and, and we were we were happy to do it again so we we set it up and and it was awesome people always talk about they always say amongst each other how cool something is right like yeah i had a good time or yeah i had a fun time or you know this was cool or you know months later uh blank was really fun i'm looking forward to do it again but they never no one ever really goes really in depth about how good or bad something is at least not openly not publicly not not in a big way you know maybe you'll talk to one friend and you'll either talk shit or wax poetic about the good things but you never really elaborate in full so i I, that's what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna tell you straight up anyone who's listening to this a, a close friend family member or just someone who knows me well and wasn't able to make it this was one of the greatest weekends I've had in a very long time. And unfortunately, it's juxtaposed with like a, a couple friends going through some really hard times. So like, I just want you to know if you were a part of it or not, I am absolutely and 100% like grateful and appreciative of the weekend I just had. Um, so I'll give you a quick rundown on it. Uh, Friday, I went out, did my own chores, things, whatever, day off, I, I shopped and picked everything up and got ready. Saturday is the day that matters. Yesterday was the Easter event. We did it on a Saturday as we do because with all holidays, we try to do it on as close to the actual holidays as possible because we don't go home for many holidays anymore. We, we choose to stay here and do our own thing. Um, yeah, I, I've talked a lot about my relationship with my family. None of that's relevant. It's just that I, I really enjoy being the ringleader, which the taskmaster of sorts for these kind of events. And I want, I, I want to feel, I, all right, this is going to sound really dumb, but people coming to me feels more personal and appreciative and, and it feels more powerful than when I go to someone else's. And it's, I understand that's pretty selfish, but I'll explain in a minute. When we go somewhere else and we're a part of something else, Yes, it is always as good, whether it's, you know, other other holiday events like Christmas that we do at Christy and Jake's, which I mean, you know, I think is one of the best times of every year. I absolutely love the big Christmas get-togethers and all that. 
um, DJs, parties, birthday parties, Halloween at Courtney's, all those, they always feel incredibly special. But they always feel um, distracted. I guess that's a good word for it. Um, because I don't get to fully take it in. That's on me. This is a personal thing. I'm just kind of talking about out loud. Uh, I always feel distracted because there's, there's reasons to want to... The person throwing it, I want to engage with as much as possible because I want them to feel the way I felt this weekend. I want them to feel like everything was a part of what they had set up. But it always... It always runs amok um you know they've got a million things going on there's a lot of stress when it's in your own home there's a lot of like planning and 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 preparation and uh anticipation for what's going on so i never get to fully capitalize on the people around me um because i also get distracted with overcompensating on trying to appease the person in charge uh, i remember a bachelor party for my buddy back a few years ago i won't use no names and we were out at the bachelor party, and he said, I want blank. And the people there did not want that. So we ended up not doing the thing that the groom wanted. And that felt fucked up to me. It felt weird. It felt like, I don't know, when, when, it's, their, when it's their specific reasoning for us all to be together, when, when, when the only purpose of us being there is for that person i feel like we should bow to their whim more or less that's kind of fucked up way to say it but i mean, no but seriously i feel like we should be doing everything we can to appease them so whenever it's a, another get together for anyone else i'm like okay what do you want like, whatever you say to me right now that's what i want that's what i want to do that's what i want to accomplish that's what i want to serve um and that's obviously not the way everyone else feels so when it's at my house and everyone's coming to me I get to have my cake and eat it too. I get to be the one reaching out to everyone else and trying to fulfill as many people's like engagement as possible as well as kind of crack the whip on like, no, this is what we're doing. Again, I realize how selfish this all sounds and I don't care. That's how happy I am from this weekend. I had, so what we did was everyone came over um, and the first task, the, fir the first, ta I say task because of later, but anyways, the first order at hand was Easter egg hunt. We wanted as many people to be a part of it as there could be. Um, and thankfully, we all held out, had a good time eating, drinking, chit-chatting, and, and goofing off. And we got down to um, about 2.30, 2.45-ish. Everyone that was going to show up showed up. So Jimmy and I went out, and we hid the remaining half of the Easter egg. We hid the first half that were on the other, ha on the other side of the house um, earlier. And then we wanted everyone to get there before we hit the second half, specifically because we didn't want anyone to see any eggs as they walked in the front door. So, that, so we did that, uh, took us, you know, 10 minutes, whatever. Then we set up the teams and here's the gimmick this year. Half the people were blindfolded and the other half of the people were handcuffed, quote unquote handcuffed. They couldn't use their hands. Uh, so the whole, uh, you know, expectation and, and excitement was one person will lead the blind person to something that they see and say, reach out, you know, to, uh, to your right, to your left, grab it and move on. It turned out incredible, at least from my perspective. Everyone seemed like they were having fun. Everyone was moving around much faster than they thought they would. The two teams that I thought were going too slow ended up winning or, well, getting the most eggs, you know, only one team won. It, it just and and we set a time limit on it and a couple friends showed up uh that weren't going to participate so we had multiple ju judges quote unquote walking around making sure it was going fun going safe you know no cheaters with the blindfold after that was done you know one team won it was tommy and tony 
I got 13 eggs. Uh, in the eggs was either candies, notes, or nips uh, for, for alcoholic nips that they won. Disperse them out. Then we did our Taskmaster days. Uh, I'm not going to go through every Taskmaster task because I, I just don't want to, um, you know, sound like a, a descriptor. I want to just kind of get through what I'm feeling. Um, first task was everyone bring a drink. Second task was get a basketball into a hoop without your hands. Uh, third task was um, uh, take a picture. Or no, no, no. Draw. One person draws on one person's back with their finger. The other one actually has pen and paper, and they have to make it look as close to the thing on their back as they can. Um, they didn't know what it was, of course. The, the person who was using their finger told Franny. Uh, fourth task was, uh, or third, whatever. Next task was um, you got a little character, go out, do a photo shoot with it, and then we all review it together. And the final task was uh, big group. So four or five people went out and using chalk, everyone had to draw, every color had to be used, uh, do a moody picture. So we it was just like Taskmaster. If you haven't seen the show, I highly recommend it. The first eight seasons are available on YouTube. You can watch them. It's very fun. Um, my buddy Craig showed it to me. We have the joke going. I showed it, you know, whatever. It, he, he showed it to me, and, and Franny loves it. It's a lot easier for me to watch things with other people, so her being super into it uh, allowed me to continue watching it, and it's wonderful. So we did a bunch of that. Uh, Jason and Pedro ended up tying for winning. Craig got last place. Didn't need to say that. Chose to say that. I regret nothing. Um, and then Pedro won the tiebreaker. So that was wonderful. Then we just sat inside... And we had drinks and we ate food. I made two hams. Uh, uh, Tony, Kylie brought spinach and arica choke dip. Jake brought mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. Or no, Courtney brought mashed potatoes. I don't know. Um, Jason brought chicken. We had chips. So many chips. We had drinks. So many drinks, both alcoholic and non. Um, and then we sat around. We watched some YouTube. We chit-chatted. I showed Jason some my computer area. We, we talked one piece. Um, and then as people started filtering out, it got more chill, more chill, and it ended up being just Tommy, and then Tommy left, and then it was just Franny and I, and we got to relax for the night. And then today was Easter, of course, baskets with Phil and Chelsea, always special, and then just relaxing around the house. And I made a ham soup that was awesome. I boiled down the bones that were left, uh, strained it all out, filtered it all out, and then made a put a bunch of veggies and had a soup, so... That was the event, right? Sorry if that was a really long-winded. I zoomed through it because that's not what I want to talk about. What really did it for me? Couple things. I actually made a bunch of notes about this. Um, but <laughs> you know what? I'll talk about really quick. The ham soup I made. Um, I'll just get through this quick. The ham soup I made was literally, like I said, I boiled down the bones. Then I skimmed off all the solids. Then I strained it so that the particulates would were, were gone and there was nothing gritty. There was no, like, cartilage or nothing. And then it was just potatoes, carrots, peas, and ham chunks. That's it. And all I could think of while I was eating it was that it was like a World War II-style dish because <clears throat> growing up, Greg and I, Greg Bochamp, I've talked about him a lot. He was my best friend growing up, and I love him dearly. We would go to his grandma Mary's, who was in well into her 80s while I was in high school. So now, you know, she passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago. But, I mean, she made it deep into her 90s. Um, she was from the Depression era. And one of the things we would eat whenever going over there was cabbage soup. It's a very, very common Depression era food. It was literally carrots, potatoes, uh, uh, carrots, potatoes, cabbage, and ham. That's it. Sometimes no potatoes. Depends. In water. 
Like, it wasn't even seasoned. It There was no bullion cubes. There was a little bit of salt, um, a little bit of pepper, and then most of the flavor came from the ham that hopefully got, you know, was was like an overly salted, overly seasoned ham because that was the only flavor that went in the soup. Mine was more robust than that. I went through a lot more steps, boiled off a lot more things, and, and you know, went harder. But, man, the minute I was eating it, I just had a super nostalgic hiccup of, of Grandma Mary's ham. So, rest in peace, Grandma. I love you dearly. She she would call me your grandson. That's I, I'm obviously very obtrusive as a friend when it comes to, like, family. I call, if I know you, I call your mom, mom, and your dad, dad, and I will not waver on that. Um, so, Grandma Mary used to call me your grandson, and she was so sweet. Uh, and I just miss her, so I just wanted to do a little moment there to, to, to get that out. Uh, I was thinking about you today, so that made me feel good. But anyways, back to, back to the weekend. So I wrote down a couple of things because I knew I would forget it, and I definitely did, uh, which is why I had to come back to the Grandma Mary thing. But let's talk about a couple of the things that, that made me super happy this weekend. I got to see some friends I didn't expect to, um, and, and it, it, I don't think they realize how much it means that I got to see him. So so we'll start with the very first person that showed up. Frankie showed up. Of all people, Frankie showed up. I haven't seen her. So I, I did get to see her for my birthday last year, which was, at that time, a fucking treat. That was over a year since I had seen her. Um, and I was so pleased and I was so happy. And then I barely get to talk to her. I, I shouldn't say get to. It's obviously, you know, our fault, but... Um, Frankie's my work wife. Frankie, Frankie's my best friend. Frankie was like the person who I got to do the most with and just felt very comfortable with. She was, she was, um, I don't mean this in a negative way, but she was the new Chelsea in that regard. So obviously Chelsea's very special to me and she always will be in Philip and, and that family. But what I mean by that is, uh, Chelsea was like my go-to at work, um, when I worked at Best Buy with her. And then obviously we got a wonderful friendship out of it long-term. Frankie was my friend at work. I met her through, uh, friends from work. I, ended up getting a job around the same time as she did at EB and work with her and then I got to see her every day because of it because she actually moved up to my floor so I got to see her every day always and then COVID happened and I didn't get to see her at all um she got into a relationship she got engaged which I am so so happy for um she moved in with him they 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 did a bunch of renovation you know her life has been full her life has been full and and she's worth all of that but that means that on top of me dealing with whatever it is I am, whether it be good or bad, where like, you know, I had my emotional stuff, but also I've just been busy with friends and trying to fit in as much as possible. It means I haven't gotten to see her like I would like to. Um, so she showed up and I didn't believe it. She even told me that it was, she said maybe, but she even told me it wasn't likely because this weekend had a bunch going on. So she showed up and that was just phenomenal. We played games and goofed around and I got to talk to her and it was, it was great. So I was very happy. And then I got to see Tommy. Tommy showed up. Tommy, I've talked about on this podcast before, um, worked with him at Best Buy and I love him deeply and he's just one of those forever friends. He's one of those people, um, doesn't matter how long it's been, you just, you kick it off with him, you know, you, you've always got something to talk about, whether it's been two years or two weeks, uh, mostly it's ragging on each other for our anime tastes and our manga tastes. He hates what I love and I hate what he loves, um, but he, he, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, you just get along really well. So he showed up. He's looking incredible. He's taking care of himself. He also got a job at EB. Unfortunately, not in the same area as me. He's down in Groton at the yard, whatever. Um, but but he showed up and he stayed the whole time. He was the last one. He was the second. Uh, 
yeah, second to show up, last to leave. And he brought, you know, chips and drinks, and we hung out. And we're playing games, and we, me and him did Can Jam, and we won twice, and it was awesome. And he was really invested in all the games we were playing for the Taskmaster stuff and chit-chatting and all that. And it just it just felt really good. Felt really good to see him. Franny really got to enjoy talking to him. You know, he, he he's just one of those people that, that you um you cherish being around, so I was very I was very happy to see him. And then so of the you know, quote unquote normal I, I hate to say it like this, I don't mean to diminish the way I feel about any of you, but all the cast and crew showed up. Not all of them, obviously. I had a few people that missed, but 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 the cast and crew showed up. Courtney and Justin showed up, Jake and Christy showed up, Craig, DJ, Jason showed up. Um, Tony, Kylie, Kyle, James showed up. Vaughn made his way over here. It's like an hour and 15 minute drive. He made his way over. He, he, he got to spend time with us. Slim, who I only get to see in my personal life at freaking D&D pre-COVID. Um, he came. And on top of that, AJ and Vicky came. They're friends that I played D&D with. They're friends of Craig DJ's and theirs for forever. You know, they're, they're long-term friends of each other's. Um, AJ got a, a wonderful fancy job and Vicky has a great job and they moved out to Texas last year. So we haven't got to see him in a while. When we do, it's, it's always like, you know, they're in for a few days and we get this little moment with them. Well, they got to come. It, we, luckily enough, this party lined up so close to PAX East that they're going to PAX East. So they came to town first you know, see family, see friends, whatever, and then they go to Boston for PAX, and they're going to do things. So we'll get to see them again at PAX next weekend, which I'm very excited about. But they showed up completely unannounced. Almost everyone else I knew was coming, or at least thought might, and they showed up unannounced, and that was that was a real treat, especially because they also played with us for most of it. They, they were active in playing around at everything that was going on. Um... I, I really didn't see that one coming. I, I really did not anticipate them being around uh, as a possibility. It just didn't occur to me. And I'm very... This is this is one thing. And I, and I want to get this straight with all of you. Anyone listening. Except for people I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? It might even apply to you at the end of the day. Um, they weren't invited. Not because obviously they weren't invited. They weren't invited because I didn't, I didn't think it was a possibility. And yet they were like, hey, we're in town. And DJ told them, come to Kevin's. It doesn't matter that he didn't directly ask you, come to Kevin's, he'll be happy to see you. And they were, he's 100% right. If I know you as a person and your name is not Dan Lindemann, I want to see you for everything. I don't ever want to receive a text or a call or a message, hey, why aren't I invited? You are. All of you are. All right, now that that's, off the, that's out of the way, I can't believe I got to see him and it made me... It made me really happy, so uh, we got to play, we did our whole thing, which which leads me to my next thing. The big thing about this weekend, right? So I put a, I put a post up on Facebook on, on at the end of the night, like, today was about as perfect of a day as I can get. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And I, 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 I know exactly why that is, and I've talked about this with a lot of people. You're, the ability to, quote-unquote, play as an adult is fucking whack and i hate it i don't understand which don't get me wrong this was all a planned event so i understand the the little bit of the the oxymoron here but really the plan part of it had nothing to do with why i had such a good time the successful nature of how everything played out has nothing to obviously you know they helped but how often 
as an adult, can you can you honestly say you got to just play? Um, people make fun of me all the time because I want to go out and just play catch, and that's sincere. If you want, if 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 someone is willing to go sit in the front, well, not sit obviously, but go stand in my front yard and throw a frisbee, a football, a baseball, a fucking one of those cool whirly frisbee thingies with the with the fabric on them i will do that until i i'm like a dog i will do that until i'm panting heavy because it's you don't get to play everything has to be so purpose driven which is why the end of the party was one of my favorite parts we were done with the with the with the planned portion and we just sat down watched silly videos we could relate on had big conversations about things like elden ring and whatnot uh big conversation about one piece with jason and we just played that's playing that's the kind of whimsical fun you want to have when you're a kid. You want to just sit down and hang out. I've talked about this a million times. Hanging out. I, I'm i sick of, like, everything being... And, yes, obviously I play a lot of video games, which is, quote-unquote, playing. Um, and it is to a big degree. But being in person with absolutely no restriction on what you can do. This Right? You've seen the memes. You've seen the joke. I had cake for breakfast because I'm a 25-year-old adult and I can do what I want. That sort of joke, right? It's a meme. There's a bunch of variations on whatever. But it's really fucking true. It's a Saturday. You have nowhere to be, nothing to do, nothing going on. You have the ability to eat, drink, and, and buy whatever the fuck you want. Play. Have fun. So I got to do that with all of my friends this weekend. I got to not concern myself with any specifics, A, because it was at my house, so time requirements and alcohol requirements weren't a thing, although I didn't even get to drink, really. I mean, I had drinks all day, but I didn't get to drink, really. Um, and I got to just embrace the chaos of playing. I left clothes out in the yard. I went barefoot all day. We moved the vehicles a million times we played with ch sidewalk chalk for one of the tasks in the yard you know like an easter egg hunt on its own as a premise is fucking stupid and childish and yet i had 20 people there with me smiling and doing it and engaging in it i know i take it too far a lot of the times i know i always want to play carefree and i know i can't but i got to and I got to for a long time with a lot of people. And it was just really awesome. And it was just really awesome. So uh, uh, that's what I wanted to say. I know it's not as fun to me hear me talk about nice things, so I'll talk about something really sad for, for just a moment. Um, final, final on that. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. I know, I know a few people that will listen to this, but sincerely from my heart, thank you. I had a very good time. And if that's corny, if that's cheesy, if that's, um, you know, annoying to hear because a lot of people don't like dealing with that kind of stuff, then I'm sorry, but fuck you. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate the time. So, uh, which leads me to the next thing. I've had multiple friends reach out to me lately. Um, I won't name names or anything like that. Uh, with, with some mental health issues, um, which I'm no stranger to. Obviously, everyone's struggles are different, so I'm not going to compare mine to them, and I'm not going to compare theirs to mine. But they've had some scary uh, thoughts and circumstances in their life. Um, I don't know if they listen to this. Uh, and, it, you know, if they do, thank you, of course. Obviously, that's A. Uh, but if they don't, that's fine. If... I use this to help me get over some stuff. 
Um, I use this podcast specifically. I wasn't in the same place they were, but I use this podcast specifically because I absolutely needed to talk about it. And I regret nothing. I don't care that anyone heard anything I've had to say because um, some of it's been a little embarrassing and some of it's been a little uh, <laughs> vulnerable and whatever. But, you know, I'm very pleased to have done it. It helped me a ton. Obviously, I think that's evident in the in the change in solo casts as well as the amount of time between them. I am very, very happy and... and, and um, I don't know the right word, but I, I'm I'm pleased and that I did this. Th- they don't do this and don't have this outlet, and they have other means of handling these situations. and And I just pray that they find a way to do that. I pr- I don't say pray in the religious sense. I realize that now as I'm saying that that I don't mean it like that. But you take for it what you will. If you've got something going on in your life that makes you question the validity of your life please please reach out to me reach out to friends reach out to family reach out to professionals reach out to yourself like i do in these i don't know i can't answer it i've been in those dark spots before and i chose to handle them my own specific way i i can't tell you what to do but like this weekend was evident enough for me that i need you around and that's selfish it is I'm not saying I'm the reason why you need to keep on, but like there's there's dozens, hundreds, thousands of people that need you as well um, and want you and care about you. And it sounds so corny, but I don't care. It, it's important. So to the people I'm talking to specifically, if you're listening to this, just just uh, do what you can to be happy and do what you can to keep on. And obviously do what you can so I can selfishly have you in my life as well because you're awesome and you're wonderful and I don't want to lose you um so I'm, I'm sorry to end it on that note I'm sorry to bring it down that path um but but I just want everyone to know work if, if you can make even the smallest change to, to better your mental health I, I implore you to do it I, I beg I beg that you do it because um, it's helping a lot of people and it's helping me and I want it to help you that's all uh, so that'll do it um, I know it was very fast paced I know I talked about a lot and I ran over a bunch of shit and maybe I'll get more in depth with it at another time um, but I just want everyone to know I love you I had so much fun and I hope I get to keep having fun with all of you Um, for as long as I possibly can. So thank you for listening to this solo episode of Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye. And as you can see, over here we have the Men of the Machine.